Hello, welcome to Abiding Life Studios. I'm Noah Wells. Today I have with me Steve Reinhard, Steve Hahn, and Shay Wells. Hello. 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 Shay and Steve. I was last that time. I know, this time I wanted to <laughs> mix it up a little bit. Perfect. I don't want to make favorites here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to get right into it. Uh, this this question I thought about because I get this question a lot. People have asked me this a lot. I'm sure I've thought about it before in my life. Um, and let's see if any of the listeners have had this thought. So this is what I hear a lot. Am I where God wants me to be? So I would, my question is to the listeners or you guys, have you ever heard, you better not answer this. Have you ever heard in your mind, man, if I just would have picked that other mate, I would be a lot happier. <laughs> if I would have picked that different job, I would be a lot, you know, I'd be in a better place in my life. If I would have, if, 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 you know, it can go down of all these things that we question because what's going on right now in our lives, we're not happy, mm -hmm. right? So then we have to question, is this really where God wants me? <laughs> so what are your guys' thoughts on that? Well, I don't think I've ever questioned if I would have married somebody else in my life. Wow, thank you. Okay. Wink. wink. Um, I have to suck up a little bit in the beginning. No, I definitely think that it's a question I've thought before, especially when we do make a decision and that decision doesn't turn out to be what we feel like it should have been. Like, let's say with a job, you have a new job opportunity and, you know, you pray about it and you decide to stay where you're at, but then maybe you get fired or there's, there's tension at work. I think a lot of times he goes, oh, if I would have just taken that other job. And I know I've done that before where you make a decision and things aren't always perfect. He goes, should I have made this decision? Maybe I made the wrong decision for where God wanted me to be. So I haven't done that necessarily in our relationship, but I know like for jobs or even in parenting, you make a decision in parenting and you're like, this is going to be a good decision for our family or for my child. And it kind of crumbles and you go, maybe I didn't make the right one. I'm sure you've thought about, should I have married him? Maybe at the very beginning of our marriage. Okay. I guess yes, in the beginning, when things weren't great in the beginning, yes, when things weren't we good. touched on this before, did you question when it? things weren't great in the beginning, there definitely were some thoughts of, should we have gotten married? Should I have said yes to a proposal? Cause things yeah. got tough. So yeah, but not now. Okay. Back in the day. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I think maybe a lot of that question it ties when, when I hear that now, cause I've asked it, um, over the years and, uh, I've, I think a lot of it in some ways it can tie to regret, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, like your gifts and what's and things that maybe I, I wish I'd done different or learned faster or quicker mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, and so I would say, well, I've, you know, I kind of made mistakes in the past. I don't want to be, do that again. I really want to be, and so I think in a one's way, it, re it kind of reveals and actually reveals Christ in us that we really want to um, say, say, follow him the closest or the best or whatever you want to say, say 
and with and without having regrets in the past and and then the other side of that question for me is it's kind of negative to me it's kind of a hidden should statement mm -hmm. that i actually should be where god wants me to be yeah. 24 24 7 all the time in every area of my life and 100 uh, percent uh, all the time uh, which is actually easy to do but it sounds really hard mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that, that's kind of my take on just the question and so is that what you mean when you ask that noah when you when you when people ask you, you know, like am i where god wants me to be like is that kind of assuming yeah, there is a perfect spot. Like there's one spot in the whole universe. If it, if you were to look at it physically, like mm -hmm. it's a place, is there only one spot in the whole universe where that's exactly his will at this moment in time? Is that what, is that what we're asking? I think so. I think that's what I'm asking. I think that's what people are asking me too. If, if they surprise God with making another choice or another decision did I surprise God? And I'm really not where God wanted me. You know, when I first thought of this, and then Steve Hahn, you can uh, weigh in on this. When I first was thinking about this and doing a podcast on it, I thought, you know, I don't know if anyone out there has, my mom used to read me these books and Shay said she'd never heard of them, but no. I of course forgot to look them up. But they're these really fun books. I, I just loved them so much. And I always wish someone would make a movie about it. But you read the book and then it's reading a story. And then you get to a part in the story where it says, now you get to pick where the character goes, A, B, C, or D. And then it had like a little line of where, you know, the story was and where they might be going. And it's like, ooh, I get to choose where this character goes. And then when you chose like B, you'd go through B and you'd, you know, you go through the pages and finally get to B and that's where the story would start. And for me, that really kind of reminded me of how God works with us. Cause we really do get a choice. We do get that choice to go, but here he knows what it's already written for us, right? Mm -hmm. He already knows what we're going to choose, but then we choose it. And then when we get to that part, like Steve said, Reinhardt said, and I think you're dead on, I think a lot of it has to do with regret. Mm -hmm. And we get to a point or like I know for me, whenever I've thought about that is our marriage isn't in the right spot or our kids aren't in the right spot or I'm mentally not even in the right spot. And have I made a mistake now? Am I actually where I want to be? And then I even go one step closer like this, you know, like I don't have an education in, you know, counseling. So I don't have that plaque. So I can only disciple people. And so if someone finds out that, and I tell them up front right away that I'm only a discipler, but if they want to go to someone who like Tim Lester, he has his plaque of, you know, he can actually be a, he's a counselor, registered counselor. To me, I have that thought in my head. Did I miss out on talking with this person because I didn't go to college? What if I would have gone to college? Mm -hmm. Could I then speak to a lot more people? Right. Did you miss the boat? Did, Did I miss the boat? God's yeah. For you. Even though if I dive deep into it, no, I did not. You're no, you're no hoper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's what comes to it, right? Is like, you know, man, I know I can't read very well, but should I have just fought harder 
and gone to school and tried everything I possibly could to get the degree so then I can help everyone. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, but go ahead, Steve Hahn. What, what do you think about all this? Oh, gosh. <clears throat> well, for me, when I became a Christian, I mean, I wanted, I wanted to make God happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wanted to please God and I wanted to be in his will. And, you know, the, the ever elusive will of God, right. And you're asking people what it is and nobody can tell you, Yeah. you know, because the problem is, is that, you know, Noah, you said we get a choice. Mm-hmm. Well, that's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because that means I can screw up. Yeah. yeah. And so I think part of the problem, at least with me was, is that I wanted to make the right choice. And I wanted God to choose for me. Yeah. Yep. And so exactly. I was afraid to choose myself. Yeah. Because if it's up to me, then, oh, well, surely I'm going to make the wrong choice. Right. Because I'm a knucklehead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, frankly, I am a knucklehead. And so that's why I went to that program that I went to, that Steve and I went to, that just really solidified my legalism. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I wanted to do the right thing. Well, well, it was a disaster. Did God use it? Absolutely, he used it. And I think it was absolutely necessary in my life. And so the issue, I don't think, isn't what event should I go to? What Mm -hmm. situation should I put myself into? What job should I get? What college should I go to? It always has to do with the thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think... God's will is a thing. Yeah. Which lends begs the question, what is God's will? Well, God's will, if I understand it correctly, is that I have Jesus in my life, mm-hmm. and that I manifest Jesus, mm-hmm. and that, you know, preferably I live the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. You know, that that's God's will, is that he is working in my life mm-hmm. to change me and, and to reveal to me everything that I possess in him. And that once I realize who I am in Jesus and everything that he's given me and all the power that I have in the spirit, that I manifest that. And, and that, that creates joy. Mm-hmm. And, and now all of a sudden, I'm not worried about this, this hidden will of God out there that is really impossible to find because I'm in the will of God. Now, that also brings to another question. Well, what if I sin? Yeah. Is that God's will? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that gets into the permissive will of God, right? It's like... If I, if I get in a car and I drive to a brick wall at 100 miles an hour and don't stop, but yet I tell God to stop me, stop mm-hmm. me, stop me, stop me. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not going to stop me. Mm-mm. It's not going to happen. Now, I'm not saying he can't or right. that in some bizarre circumstance, if he has something specifically that he wants me to do, that he can't make something happen, the engine break down and all that. But that's that's an outlier. That's not the normal person, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm making that choice. Well, 
it's the same thing. It's his permissive will. He's going to let me be stupid if I'm going to be stupid. He's going to let me sin if I'm going to sin. He doesn't want me to sin. He wants me to choose him. And that's what I want to do. I want to choose him. It's not a college. It's not a job. It's not, it's him. I'm choosing him. And sinning is not choosing him. <laughs> it doesn't mean I don't sin, right? I, of course I do. But as I grow in Christ and I just increase in that relationship, I get to know him. I, I experience him the less I want to sin. And I, you know, and I know maybe that sounds altruistic and noble, but that frankly, that's my experience. And it, it, uh, and so I don't worry about doing things specifically. You know, I, I, I just worry about if you want to call it that I, I it maybe worry is not even the right, right word. It's just, I rest. I just rest in him because mm -hmm. I have a God, I have the God. And I say, Lord, if I'm going to do something, Lord, I'm, I want to do this. And if I know that you can use this situation in, in a way that I can't visualize right now, this is what I'm thinking, right? Mm -hmm. But your will be done. And I go ahead and do it. Yeah. And if, and if, you know, something goes south and okay, now what? Yeah. And I move on to the next thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think, to, to, to bridge off to where, what you were saying is being in the will of God and being where God wants you to have, doesn't mean it's always pretty. Doesn't mean it's always good. Doesn't mean that you're right. not mm -hmm. going to sin like you were saying. And I think oftentimes we feel like we're not in the will of God. We're not where God wants us to be because we're still struggling and we're still sinning and we're still having hard times. And so we sit there going, I must not be where God wants me to be, but oftentimes we're in really crummy places because that's right where God wants us to be and, exactly. and he's teaching mm -hmm. us something and, and he's growing us and he's shedding the crap off of us by having us sit in the struggle and the hardships. And so I love that you touched on that. Cause I think a lot of times when people ask Noah or ask myself or ask any of you guys or when, when we've all questioned it, it's because it doesn't look pretty things don't look nice. It feels like, oh, I must not be doing what God wants me to do. I must not be where God wants me to be because things don't look nice. And, and I feel, and I may be off base and you can slap me into place if you'd like. I feel like this question comes from a place of keeping God really small because I feel like it's really easy to keep him in a box of this is how God looks and this is how it should be but really he's so much bigger than that. So I feel like, like the question almost comes from God really only fits in this and my life doesn't look like this. So God must not be working in my life. I must not be like Steve Reinhardt was saying, I must not be in that one little space on the earth, exactly. that one mm -hmm. step, because God who fits in this box isn't, doing what I feel like he should be doing. My life doesn't look like I feel like it should look. So I must not be in the right space. So then we start searching and we start going, well, then I need to find the step that I'm supposed to be in to find God. So my life looks a certain way mm -hmm. or so that I can feel God or I can hear him or everything's going to like magically become aligned if I'm in that exact space on the earth, instead of knowing, 
like you were saying, Steve Hahn, that sometimes, you know, life still gets crappy and we still sin and we still have these things and we still make choices, but God is still in all of that. So, yeah, basically. Shay, I like how you said in a way that questions there to kind of make or keep God small. And, mm-hmm. and I also, I was thinking when, when I've um, heard this question asked, and uh, to me, like if you were to ask me this question right now, I, I think it's also designed a little bit to keep God distant. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that when I ask you, like, uh, Noah, ask, would you ask me that question so I can like tell you my what I really genuine think? Yeah. So you admit, yeah. Am I where God wants me to be right well, now? Yes, well, yes, yes, and no. Uh, the no part would be like you're asking the wrong question, person that question. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are you Why are you asking me? I'm like I'm. I don't want to be your God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't want to be the one that you're turning to to find that present but it makes sense because i'm a little less scary probably yeah probably the creator of the universe the one who's all powerful but well, you're, you're probably terrified if god says no you're not yeah yeah because then what do you do yeah, yeah well the, the no part is you ask the wrong person that's the only no part the yeah. yes the yes part is where else are you going to be yeah where like, else can yeah. you be can you snap your fingers and like be in a different place yeah be a different you and uh, so the answer is, yeah, go ask God and see what he says. And then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing we'll find the answer. And in this cool book. This what is, is that book, Steve? It says Heavenly Discipleship <laughs> by Michael Wells. Friend Mike Wells. Uh, this book is kind of about this. It's, you know, it's really thorough. There's, I don't know how many chapters there must be. They're like one or two page chapters, but. I really like this book. This is one of my favorite books that, that Mike wrote. And um, he, you know, he started off this by saying everybody needs to find their own gospel. It's about heavenly discipleship, discipleship like uh, we have here. And But the very last page of the book answers this question. You can see it's circled there, but you'll have to buy the book to find <laughs> out what he says. Noah only has a couple thousand of them. Yeah, so that's he, a, cool, a quick thousand. He could that's probably cool. still give you a case price. Yeah, <laughs> but this book has the answer to that question, and uh, it's really great. And and the reason I know this is we were having one of our men's retreats, and one of our friends was up there reading this book, and he woke up, read. He's awake all night and read. He got to the last page. He goes, he woke up. He goes, oh my gosh, you got to read the last page of this book. Uh, but I'm not going to tell you what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You, you know, I think that uh, kind of along the lines of what you were saying, Steve, about being in one particular spot, you know, God's will is just in one spot. And it, this this kind of goes along with that maybe, but I don't know. It. I guess the point I'm trying to make is that there's no God in the past. Mm-hmm. Past is the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... God is in the right now mm-hmm. and he's there for you right now. If you yeah. seek him, it's, you know, God isn't uh, a magical put my coin in the slot and he's going to make my life great and, or, or bad for mm-hmm. that matter. You know, it's, he's, he's not, 
going to do one or the other, but he is going to work out whatever happens in your life mm -hmm. for good. And that good isn't way the way most people, you know, define good as in, well, I'm going to get a new house or I'm going to get a good job or I'm going to get all this material wealth and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying those things aren't good, but that's not the good it's referring to. The good it's referring to is to build that relationship with the living God. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's a wonderful thing. And so everything in the past is past and, and, and Satan's the one who deals in the past because he's going to mm -hmm. lay these guilt trips on you and you should have done this and you should have done that and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, exactly. How dumb you are because you didn't do this or you said something stupid and boy, have I done that. Oh. You know, there's a lot of recordings <laughs> that I wish I could erase as far as what I've said in the past. And, mm. uh, you know, all that's done. There is no God back there. There's just there, God right now. So it's and, safe to say, sorry to interrupt you, but so no, it's no, safe go to ahead. Say God works in our choices, right? That's right. That's right. He works. Whatever choice you make, good. working on in you. Yeah. To go on that, people often say, I don't want to make the wrong choice. So they'll come, you know, they go seek counsel, like, mm -hmm. like Steve was saying that we all go to other people because sure. people are right here and you get an instant answer and you can, you can and get everybody's, you yeah, you get everybody's well, opinions, which yeah, often, there, well, there's you, nothing wrong with getting counsel. Yeah. Right. But then we go, I don't want to make the wrong choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to, it's, I don't want the responsibility. Right. But yeah. if God is in everything and right you're seeking him you make a choice even if it feels like the wrong choice what lesson is god teaching you in it yeah or even if the choice turns out to be bad it's still something he's teaching you in yeah there's it's yeah well the point is he's teaching you how to abide <laughs> let's hear it Steve let's hear it yeah yeah i i think the uh, the bottom line here is like we want to be the author of the book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And not, and not necessarily a character in the story or know where mm -hmm. we want to know where the end is like, no, the book you read, I love those books too. Cause you, you got to pick a path. You got, you yeah. got the illusion that you're like one of the authors that you're pay, making a choice that I've got some power in how this ends up. And you actually do, you get to choose the ending. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and and the Lord works with us the same way. Mm -hmm. We we do get to make choices. We can we have so much freedom at walking in Christ. We've got tons of choices we can make, and they all lead to Christ. Uh, so I think with, that's the thing is it's hard to make a bad choice when he when they all point to Christ. He and mm -hmm. I mean we look in this book. There's a little bit of a story we've talked about uh, where you know Adam and Eve got to make a choice. And, and, and Mike in there comes out and asks the question, like, well, who's better off, uh, Adam before he sinned mm -hmm. uh, or Adam after he sinned, you know, like, or, or me, you know, mm -hmm. uh, me in my life. And um, his, his thought and theory and conclusion was that we're way better off. We're like uh, Adam, if we just stayed as sinless Adam, we'd have been a sinless person and we and we've never been like one with Christ. We've never been the bride of Christ. We've never been. Uh, we wouldn't. We wouldn't have said like you're one spirit with me. That wasn't said of Adam and Eve. 
Yeah. And so uh, the, the idea is that we're better off. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, so the choices lead us to Christ. And can I excuse myself for a minute? Yep. Doctor's calling. Okay, you're good. Yeah. And, you know, and I think to go along with what you're saying, Steve Hahn, is, you know, the thing that pops in my head is just choosing him, choosing Jesus moment by moment. Yes. You know, and I, I think you are right. I think, um, you know, I think when you were talking about, and I, and, and I will say this, I don't know if I ever really believed it before, because, uh, and I'm um, all over the place, but let me say what I'm trying to say here is when you were talking about when you're close to Jesus, you don't want to sin. And I never really liked when people said that because it's like, well, you I never know, want to sin. Yeah. Or, you know, I have Jesus in me and I know I sin all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and I never liked that because it almost made me feel guilty, I guess, you know, or like, you know, well, then I have Jesus in me and I still, like you said, like still sin. Mm-hmm. Right. But it, it is weird, like how God, of course, teaches you things through life and uh, choices is he does. He is teaching me that when I keep inviting him in. My dad used to always talk about it, like open the door open the door to Jesus and let him in. Cause he's sitting there knocking, right? He's sitting there knocking on my door and I just have to let him in. Yes. I understand he doesn't leave me, but there's something about us as humans that it is a nice thought to think I'm letting him in. Mm-hmm. Or like my dad used to say, Jesus, you're welcome here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's already there, but I think it is something with our human brains that we actually, it feels good to say, Hey Jesus, I'm letting you in today. Be with me, be with me and moment by moment, you know, I'm inviting you constantly in. And I'm telling you, when you do do that, maybe I sin the same. I just, maybe I don't think about it Mm -hmm. because I don't think about my sin. I honestly am only thinking about my relationship Mm -hmm. with Jesus. So I guess I can't, I, to answer your question, I don't know if I sin less, but I don't think about it. Your focus. My focus is off. So you'd like to think I don't sin as much, but even if I am sinning, sinning the same, that's not my focus. My focus is Jesus. What do you have for me right now in the moment? Right. Yeah. Exactly. It. It. uh, You know, there's there's two kinds of people, and maybe I don't know. Maybe that's too narrow. But there's those that really want to know Jesus. And then there's those that just want the security of uh, of salvation. So yeah, the security yeah. I'm going to heaven. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I'm okay, and now mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want. And, and yeah. you know, to those people, I, you know, I don't know what to say, except you're missing out. I, that's what I would say. You're missing out on a you're true missing out. And, and yeah. uh, you know, we only have so long on this earth, and and mm-hmm. to have that faith relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And it's it's an incredible privilege to yeah. have that faith relationship with God. You know, seventy something years of a uh, of eternity to be able to live by faith, and it's it, it's it's an incredible privilege. Really, yeah. it's something that even the angels can't experience mm-hmm. because they they're in the presence of God. Yeah, and and you know we're the ones that aren't. And so, in terms of you know, am I where I'm supposed to be? I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm privileged to be here on this earth for this short time Mm 
yeah. to develop that relationship by faith with God, mm-hmm. to love him, although I've never seen him. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I can't help but that just pleases him when 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 believers come to him and just say, I love you, Lord Jesus. I just want to, I just want you. And I'm going to go in this direction. And I just trust you that you're going to work in my life. And, and, you know, as far as the worldly perspective, it may not turn out, but mm-hmm. I, I just have to believe mm-hmm. because I have the God. Mm-hmm. I just have to believe that he is going to work Jesus into my life through it all. Yeah. And that's, that's what his will is, is that, you know, I have Jesus in my life and I, and I manifest him and, and, you know, I, I don't know how I got where I am, you know, I, right, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. just the Lord, yeah. you know, that's, that's the bottom line. And it's, and it's a beautiful thing to be able to rest in that instead of having everything planned out to the last dot and tittle mm-hmm. and it just, you know, I don't have to do it. It doesn't mean I shelved my brain either. It doesn't mean I just, you know, wander aimlessly. It just, you know, I can have a plan. I can, you know, I say, I want to go to this college. I want to be in this, have this degree in this major, or I want to do yeah. this kind of job. And, you know, all that stuff is ancillary. It's just outside the sphere of really knowing Jesus, but it, but it, it's, it, it can be a part of who you are and the Lord wants you to enjoy your life. And if, mm-hmm. and if you have a certain passion to do something, you know, then do it, but don't forget Jesus when you're doing it. <laughs> exactly. And I liked what you, do you want to say something? You can go ahead. I'll go after you. I, I liked what you said too. I think it is important to mention too about Satan and how he definitely wants us to live back there. I mean, that's the thing. He likes getting our focus off of what, um, what Jesus really has for us right now in the moment. Yes. You know, yeah. He's, he's really so good at that. And then you start questioning it. And then you're like, like you guys are saying, you know, you just kind of, you kind of really distant yourself from God when you're asking that question. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? So I, I really like what all your guys' points are so far. Steve, you got anything? Ryan Hurt? Uh, um, no, not really. I, sorry. I had to step out there. It's okay. Um, I was just going to say, so for like the listeners, if, and I'm just going to sum things up and you guys can tell me if it's on track or not. So if somebody is right now listening and they're struggling with, if they're where God wants them to be from what I'm hearing from everybody is, are you inviting Jesus in moment by moment, every single choice you make? And are you moving forward with Jesus? Because I know Noah says it all the time is you've got to move. You have to move forward because oftentimes we stay stuck and we just go, am I where God wants me to be? Am I where God wants me to be? You know? Yeah. We don't make any choices and we just Mm -hmm. sit. I mean, people who are like, I really want to get married. It's like, well, are, what are you doing? Well, I go to work and then I come home. Well, how are you supposed to find someone? And they're like, well, God's just going to give me somebody. Yeah. Your, your, your mate is not going to come knock on your door and be like, Hey, God sent me to marry you. Like we have to move and we have to move with Jesus. And so what I'm hearing from you guys is some like, I guess, tangible advice for the listeners is seek God and invite him in moment by moment, every hard, good, every decision that you make and continue to move knowing 
that you're right where God needs you to be because you're inviting him in every single moment. So just keep moving through life with him and it's going to have ups and downs and it's going to get hard. And it's also going to be absolutely stunningly beautiful at times too, but to invite him in and to seek wise counsel as well. I mean, I know that we go to you guys all the time and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and say, this yeah, is what's what going on. You know, what do you guys think? But first and foremost, we're going to God. It's okay to seek counsel. It's okay to ask people's opinions and advice in your life of trusted people, but first go to God and make the choice and the decision that you feel God is leading you in, not just the ones your friends are telling you to do, but move in faith with where God has you and then rest in knowing that you're exactly where God wants you. Does that kind of sum it up? Yeah, it, it does. And I would put it in priority, prioritize it backwards from how you said it. Rest first. Yes. Rest first. Rest first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rest first. Uh, and assume I'm in, assume, uh, this is probably sounds heretical, but assume that I have a shepherd and he's, he's going to shepherd me and I'm his yeah. sheep. And and he's not, you know, it's not his job as good. He's a good shepherd. It's not his job to like throw me in with the wolves. Mm-hmm. That's not, you know, that's not what he does. And so, and so I, I'm going to assume he's my shepherd and that he's going to keep me. Uh, the answer to the question is where, where he wants me. That's mm-hmm. his job. It's not my job. And as I do that, I'll start to become more aware that he's actually is there with me every moment. And I don't actually have to invite him in because I'm, when I'm inviting him in, guess what I'm doing? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just recognizing, hey, you're already here. Yeah. You know, yeah it's not like he needed the invitation. It's yeah. not like he, you know, it's like. That's yeah, hey, more for you. <laughs> it, is, it is for me. It's nice to be invited. I love an invitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I, you know, like if we were standing here together and you said, hey, why don't you come over here and. Uh, invite i mean you know, i'm inviting you into my shop here and you're already here with me he's like well what are you like well, steve what are yeah. you talking about you're kind of nuts I'm already yeah. here. I'm right here with you and yeah. so i think is more of a realization is like once i start to believe i'm mean, actually believe what god is my shepherd he cares for me he's always caring for you always caring for me mm-hmm. then it's then i then it's more like oh yeah he's with me now and i'm instead of feeling that distance or having questions that create distance, I can say, you know, I, I'm going to trust, I'm just going to trust you. And uh, however you lead me, uh, I'm trusting you to keep me where I need to be. And, and, and I'll make all sorts of mistakes and do all sorts of goofy things. And you, and he never leaves me or forsakes me. And, and so for me, I think that's helpful to us because now I've got, uh, instead of feeling stuck that I might make a wrong decision or a bad choice, mm-hmm. now I have kind of a flip side of that is like, wow, there's there's no end to all the choices that lead to Christ. Yeah. And it's pretty hard to make a bad one, actually. Yeah. yeah. And so I can, I can, I can, I'm free. I'm really free. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You can rest. Yeah. Yeah. And just for the listeners, what I do, and I mean, I don't know what you guys do when I, when I really do have to make a serious choice or decision on something, I usually take, I tell myself, I'm going to take three days, Mm -hmm. invite God in, pray about it. 
uh, ask him what to do. And then at the end of the three days, if I don't, whatever, if you don't hear from God or whatever, I just make a choice. Mm-hmm. And usually I make the choice of what I want to do. Yeah. You know, what feels good to me. And God walks with me in that. And trust okay. God will stop that if he doesn't want to. He has before with me. He'll say, yeah. And usually by day one, I know if I should do it or not or what choice I should make usually, but usually I, usually, yeah, usually I do the three days just to kind of give it, cause I got to go through my own feeler stuff. Like, Ooh, it feels good. I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know, I have to get through all that stuff. And once I do that, you know, then you just make it a choice and get into it. And I will say just one more thing. I don't know if it goes along with what we're saying, but I'll have people call me and, you know, they'll ask me this question or they're in a bad spot and, you know, they've been in a bad spot for years and years and, you know, struggles and trust me, I'm, I'm right there with them. I've done it all too. So, and the challenge I always give the people is, okay, I want you to get off the phone with me and I want you, however you talk to God, get on your knees or go for a walk or however it is, it looks like, I want you to tell God right now, thank you for where you have me. Thank you for my pain. Thank you for my suffering. Thank you for all that. And then I said, I would, then let me know what God does with that. Because the whole time, usually they're just fighting it the whole time where they're at. I don't like this. I, I you know, I'm not in, I don't think I, God wouldn't be doing this to me. There's no way this could be happening. I, there's, there's bad things happening. Yeah. Okay. Well then go thank him. And you know why I do that yet again, it gets their focus back on God. Mm-hmm. It's just another way to get them to invite God into the situation. So that was my two cents. Yeah. Amen. I love it. <laughs> All right. Anyone have anything else to add? Just one more sales pitch. (laughs) Yeah. So heavily discipleship, he talks about it. And he also talks about this subject in My Weakness for His Strength, Volume 1, Day 16. And we just just marked the prices down on uh, Volume 1 and 2. They're only $18 a piece now. Bundle them all. Bundle them all. I really like those. And the unique self-test, the paperback one, is $5 now. It used to be $10. Now we're selling them for $5. Great. And we should have the app by the beginning of May. I've been... I'll talk about that maybe another time. But I'm very excited about it. I've been (laughs) trying to get an app for the unique self-test for a very long time. And it's exactly when God wants it. Yeah, it is exactly how it That's right. Yep, <laughs> exactly. But I kept making choices to keep fighting to get it done. So, yep. <laughs> right. All right. Thank you guys. All right. Love, love you guys. guys. Love you. Yeah, love you guys. And uh, yeah, if you guys, if any of the listeners need to contact us, Noah at abidinglife.com or Shay at abidinglife.com. S H A Y. Yes, S-H-A-Y. Yeah, so you can send them to her too. Great. All right. Thank you so much for listeners and you guys. Thank you. All right. Bye.